the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita, I write what I live, my life in the speaker, I'm nice with the flow. Well, welcome back to this week's edition of Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Before I get started on this show today, I have some great, 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 great news. Uh, I've been wanting to tell this since I first found out um, there has been an addition to the Anthony, well, I should say, well, he doesn't have my last name, but <coughs> Jada. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm so ecstatic to introduce you to uh, my g- first grandchild, August John. He was born on Monday the 16th. Uh, he was 6 pounds, 12 ounces, 20 inches, I believe, was was the inches. He's my first grandchild, and I'm telling you, it's. It, I, I don't know. I... I <laughs> I'm lost for words because the feeling that I got when I first saw him, the, 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 my mental state when I saw him, it, it was just like, um, being a grandfather is different than being a parent. I love my kids to death, but to see my child have a child, uh, it did something to me. Yeah. It got me really, 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 really emotional. And, um, especially, you know, after as everybody knows, after losing my own son, my only son that I, John Boy, um, and to have my daughter name him after my son, August John, uh, was 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 a real treat. And mom is doing okay. Um, uh, I've <laughs> been waiting in the middle of the night to go pick him up. And uh, my daughter, my my sixteen year old daughter, and I we're fighting right now because she wants to have August alter herself, oh. and I have to continue to tell her. Papa has rank, <laughs> but she doesn't want to hear that. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you guys, I am so ecstatic to uh, be a grandfather right now. And, and you, when you look at the state of the world, what's happening, not only here in the state of Illinois, but across the world, you know, some people say, I, I know friends who say, I can't bring a child into this world. And I always have an answer to that because I look at life this way. The world has a lot of problems. Kids provide solutions to those problems. I really believe that in every fiber of my being, that the purpose of birth sometimes is to solve problems that, that are in the earth. And, I, I would, and, and that's why I'm such a huge proponent of pro-life, of, of bringing life into the world when it, as it relates to children. And um, 
It's just, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm a little giddy right now. Uh, I'm also giddy about our, our, our guest who we have in studio. Uh, I've, I've got, he's been here before and I've been watching him from afar and I'm telling you, he is probably one of the best sheriffs in America. I didn't say just Illinois, but one of the best sheriffs in America because he's also a person who believes in solving problems. Um, and, and sometimes problem solvers get, get, they get attacked a lot. Because they're looking to solve problems. They're not looking at the political angles. They look at how do we fix problems that are happening in our, in our state, I mean, in our county. And I think sometimes people forget that sheriffs are duly elected. They're unlike city police chiefs who have to respond or who are accountable to the, the mayors and, and to the um, aldermanic you know, people. Uh, sheriffs are duly elected. And it's their they, they, they swore an oath, not just to the, the Constitution of, this, uh, of the United States of America, but it's Constitution to whatever state they reside in. And I'm really excited about our next guest, Sheriff James Mendricks from DuPage County, who also has the second largest sheriff's office in the state of Illinois. People, I think people forget that, too. Sheriff James Mendrick, thank you so much. And, send, and his, he has his beautiful wife, Cindy Mendrick, here as well, if you're watching by the feed. Uh, Sheriff Mendrick, welcome back to Black and Right. John, it's so good to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, where do we start? <laughs> How about we start here? You know, okay. How you about we start here? I, I, because I want to get your take. Because I, I, one, one, one of the things I really love about you, Sheriff, is that you don't look at the politics of things. Right. You look at the people of things. You really do. You are one of those sheriffs who put people over politics. But you also understand policy. I want to. I want you to hear what um, the governor said about what you and pretty much ninety percent of the sheriffs in the state of Illinois did. And I want to get your take on that. And then I want to ask another question. Here's here's Governor J.B. Prisker. Well, let's be clear. They took an oath of office to enforce the laws of the state of Illinois, and they will do so. Uh, at this point, as you know, people need to register their existing weapons. We've outlawed the purchase, the sale of these assault weapons. Um, and it's up to individuals who own weapons today to come forward. They have to uh, file a paper with the state police, as you know. That's not something that requires the intervention of a sheriff, for example. Um, and uh, and I think that they're doing it as a matter of political grandstanding. Uh, they hope to delay long enough to uh, have this run through the court system. I'm confident that this is a constitutional law that we've signed into existence, and uh, and um, they'll find that out once it's gone through the the process. But um, but again, uh, these are folks who are entrusted by the public to enforce the law. They don't get to choose which laws they enforce. They must enforce what we've written into the code, the General Assembly signed by the governor, uh, and they will do so. Happy to... Sheriff, here's my question. I know you to be a thoughtful person. I know you don't just rush the decisions. I know you don't just make decisions, you know, nilly-willy. What brought you to the decision not to enforce House Bill 5471? Well, I think we have to start at the very beginning, and this is what people like the governor do not understand because they never ask the police to be involved in any of these creations of these laws. If they would talk to us ahead of time, we could tell them where the the mines are, but they disregard us in the process of this and wonder why it doesn't work. So let's start before uh, opinions of whether something should or shouldn't be done. 
I have to start with manpower. I am 30 people down. Wow. Police feel like they're under siege. Um, they're quitting. They're retiring as fast as they can. Um, I'm going to have an equal amount of retirements this year and next year projected already. Uh, we're in trouble. We're doing laterals. We're hiring from Chicago. Uh, we're doing everything we can to just have enough people on the streets. I used to have, you know, patrol teams of 18 people on the street at a, at a time. Now it's 11 and, uh, manpower. So before we start with should or shouldn't we do something, if, if the expectation is, which it appears to be, uh, that when this is done, um, we are going to have to go to doors. And if we go to doors to check for lawful gun owners, uh, we won't be available to answer 911 calls anymore. I mean, with all these staff down, wow. the amount of manpower, you know, to recover a gun, you got to do three people at a door. No one understands that because they didn't ask us. That's just a basic safety thing. You're going to be trying to take a weapon from somebody. Um, and, and it's just, it, it's crazy that they would expect us to be able to. So I guess to start it, first, it's impossible to do right there. So you got my back to the wall. Okay. We can't do it. We don't have the people. There's no way to do your impossible scenario. And I do believe that even though it's not written in this law, because they stopped. It's like not writing the last chapter of a book. <laughs> they didn't tell you what happens after January 1st, 2024. Correct. Uh, so are they going to have an expectation for people who go to doors? Well, here's the thing. Not that I want compliance checks, but if you don't have them, why do this? You know, then what? You just register and we're never going to check what point was any of that. Mm. But if you are expecting compliance checks, then you get really mad and you start making a bunch of political statements because you know you're going to give us an unfunded mandate at the end of the year. And, you know, it's just really strange that uh, they would expect us. And again, they won't answer that question. It was purposely not written to the wall. So are you telling me that somebody either uh, didn't, they forgot to write in the enforcement options and who's responsible for it, or they left it blank for a reason? I would hope. It, it, it was, uh, I don't know, which one's worse. Uh, nope. The bottom line is, let's start there. We, we don't have the people. But the reason that I ended up getting involved with this, um, and, and you know, I, I know they act like I'm the star of the show. I was like the 90th sheriff to sign one of these letters and put it out because I That's thought true. it was right. And, and again, you, you mentioned first, I'm thoughtful. And I was thinking about this all week. I had so many concerned citizens call me. And, you know, I'm, I'm the guy, my whole career, I'm the guy who calls you back. Right. So I'm calling all these citizens back. Every call's taken 30 to 40 minutes. I, I, then I had my staff calling people back. Wow. Then I had my, some of my officers calling people. And so we're, we're like phone networking, trying to answer all these calls over the first couple of days. I'm like, I, I just can't do it. Even after the phone calls, people are saying, that's great. Now you have to put it out in writing. <laughs> so <laughs> so my, I, I bent to the will of the citizens who elected me because what they say goes. It's really that simple. It's the same reason why... We're not arresting, uh, you know, people for illegal immigration. Our citizens don't want that. We're not arresting people for marijuana, even though it's federally legal. Because our right. citizens don't want that. Right. But they don't want people coming to their doors to take their weapons away. They do not want that. And these politicians better get straight that they're the my boss is their boss also. Yeah, and and I'm I'm so happy that you're here to to really clearly outline your position on this because you know as we'll get into later in the show i have you here for for the whole hour i believe right great yes. okay good uh you listen to the sheriff james midrick from dupage county you listen listening to black and right we'll be right back this is black and right with john anthony on am 560 the answer welcome back to black and right radio on am 560 the answer i'm your host john anthony i'm 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 telling you um troublemaker i'm so sorry i forgot you know, you weren't here. You you ditched me last week, so I forgot to introduce How dare you. you. And I ditched you for a reason. I know. For the theme that I want to say today for the whole show. All right, all right. Life. Life. You and me. You already know I had my first grandbaby back in July, July 26th. But, but 
Yeah. As people know, I said it before I left, I took off. Uh, I went to Horton, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, for my uh, second daughter's baby shower. Yeah. So she'll be having my second grandbaby February oh, 2nd. And we'll get more to that in the third hour. Yeah. So when, remember, the third hour is all yours. So Thank you. <laughs> but before the break, we were talking to DuPage County Sheriff James Mendrick. Uh, Sheriff, you know, I, I, I've i been watching all the coverage. I've been going online. I One of the things I found is that um, are you the only sheriff going against this bill? Because it's like they talk about the other sheriffs, but they only point out Sheriff James Mendrick as the bad guy. I'm looking at a, a Chicago Tribune article. Here it is with your arms crossed. If, you, if you're watching on the feed, um, here it is with your arms crossed, looking like you're the toughest guy in the world. And I, was, I, I said to Villan during the break, does this picture line up with the person you see right now? Uh, Sheriff, I mean, how how are you dealing with that aspect of, of all of this? Because I understand all of these legislators, Congress people, they're all coming and focusing in on Sheriff James Mendrick as if he's the, the only and lone person um, uh, saying, uh, I'm not enforcing this bill. Yeah, the law. You know, it is weird being the focus of political, you know, ire. And that's what all this is. These are all politicians. And if you all notice, they're from the same party. There's, you know, yeah. Usually if there's a problem, you'll have a mixture of parties. This is just one party. This is a one-party political position. Um, it's really weird. Uh, and, yeah, you see they put the closed-arm picture. That was an Associated Press picture when we were doing gang desistance and uh, tattoo removal for our, our people who are incarcerated. And they picked the picture with the crossed arms because, you know, psychologically, yeah. that means it's a closed personality. <laughs> and, you know, they tell you how to do that. They have you pose in all these different positions. So, of course, you know, he wanted a, what I would call a tough guy picture or whatever. And, yeah, so that's what they slap on because they got that from the Associated <laughs> Press. And no matter who they're talking about, it's my picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really kind of bizarre being uh, the target. And, and it goes, just goes to show what happens to somebody when they stand up for their citizens' rights. Yeah. That's all I did. You know, I'm not doing this for any political reasons. I'm not currently in any kind of election process. I'm not representing any other political or non-political entities, especially political entities. You know, I have a county board person named Liz Chaplin, and she seems to think that I'm involved in some weird, you know, political thing with this. She she is the most political person that I've ever seen. I'm not doing this for any other reason but to ensure the rights and fair treatment of the citizens in DuPage County. That is my job, to protect the people. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, Sheriff, I got a question for you. Why aren't you an angry law enforcement <laughs> official? Because, <laughs> you know, they portray you guys, sheriffs and police officers, as angry, militant-type people, but I wouldn't have known you as part of law enforcement when I first <laughs> met you. I mean, you're just a happy-go-lucky guy, and I, I, I want to hang out with you. <laughs> well, that sounds like fun. Um, but, you know, you only... It, if, I'll tell you what. You know what? I would be an angry person and upset and worried and all this other stuff if the citizens weren't standing behind me so strongly. It's just the outpouring that I've gotten from our citizens, you know, even our veterans groups. You know, when a vet tells you, you know, they trusted me with this gun for years defending Afghanistan or Vietnam, and then they don't trust me enough now to let me keep my weapons as, yep. as a vet. So veterans groups seem to be disproportionately upset about this. Whole, and I can't blame them. Can you imagine that? You're trusted to defend your country. Mm. And then you can't be trusted to have a weapon in society. I think that's a horrible oh, message to our That was military. one of the problems I had. It was trying to raise the age up to 21. Okay, if I'm in this county, I can't have a gun at 21, but yet I can go and lose my life or get maimed overseas somewhere because the right. government says it's okay. That's, that wasn't constitutional. Right. And, you know, I, I want to throw out one statistic here because we do things right here in DuPage. We're already addressing 
this problem. You know, according to state police, there are 115 firearm restraining orders issued. That's where there's something wrong. The person's going to harm somebody or mm-hmm. themselves. Uh, and okay, so 115 firearm restraining orders issued in Illinois in a two-year period in DuPage County uh, consisted. Uh, DuPage County issued 72 of those. 120. That's 62 percent that we're doing of the restraining officers to take guns away from people who are dangerous, who have committed a crime, who have committed domestic battery. You know, if you commit a crime, then, yeah, you shouldn't have a weapon. And we take care of that now, too. We do a lot of proactive methodologies. We are tough on crime. And, you know, that's part of it, too. This is a mystery to me where we're fighting uh, gun violence in DuPage County way more regularly than we ever had. And I still haven't encountered anybody getting arrested with a Floyd card or Mm. uh, with a long gun. You know, hey, hey. Big secret, long guns are really long. Right. <laughs> you know, everybody could see them. You it's can't be discreet. Conceal. Yeah. So you're gonna have a you're gonna have t- ten phone calls before you get a quarter block. So handguns, no, they're a big problem. Yeah. And and you know what? We're fighting a lot of handgun crime and I've asked them during this process too, could you please uh, make stiffer penalties for and, handguns? And, could you please, you know those three D printed guns? Yeah. That program I could yeah. actually, uh, if they would make that like child pornography, I could actually seek that th- with a keyword algorithm in my digital forensics unit and get those guns off the street. But yeah. they won't do sentence enhancements for no. some reason. No, well, they had, they did them, and Kwame Raoul was the one that actually did it years ago, and then uh, he, he got you know slapped. And uh, you know, sheriff, I, 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 I recall, I, I never like had to go in and get anybody's gun when I was a sheriff's deputy, but you know, I, I, re- I recall a time when I had to go. I was in, I was in the school, the the school resource unit. And um, the, the 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 detective sergeant at the time wanted us to go and write tickets to parents who were waiting in line to give them seatbelt violations. And I said, I'm not doing that. I, I, I don't feel comfortable. I don't think that's right. I, I, I'm in I'm in the cops unit. That should not be my role to do that. I can only imagine what your deputies and the deputies across this 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 state are thinking um, how has the morale been? I mean, what have you, what, what have some of your deputies said to you? Because how do we start? How does an investigation of some of this magnitude begin? And, and how, what, what have your sheriff deputies said? Uh, cause I'm sure that was part of your reasoning of coming out to say, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I can't believe how well you hit that one on the head. Um, it's funny. Uh, one of our, uh, heads of our union talked to me just a few days ago and said he would retire. Uh, if I tried to make them go to doors for gun and wow. all the rest of them said, yeah, you're going to need to give us at least three people shields and um, about an armor to go to these doors. And, and then what God we take all them. the Floyd cards. I, I don't know how they're going to do this. I, I just I don't know. Again, when I say impossible manpower wise, there's just no way to pull this off. So yeah. you, you start out the running gate with something you cannot do. And then they prey on that. They're like, hey, there's we gave them an impossible problem. Let's all beat them up over it. And it, it doesn't make sense because, you know. Even, you know, the mindset, uh, and I'm going to, I wrote this down because when he called me, I actually wrote it down. I was so, you know, outed out by the comment, <laughs> but uh, Congressman Sean Caston calls me and, and he seems pretty upset with me. And his, what he tells me, if I would go to a house filled with Molotov cocktails, then I should have no problems going to people's doors for guns. I don't know why that analogy, but that was his exact words. I wrote it down when he said it. Huh? And, and yeah, but that's what you're looking at the mindset. They're, they're, here, here it is. We're being told to shift our focus away from combating gun violence on our streets that are occurring right now and then transfer all that to the citizens, the law-abiding citizens that aren't doing anything wrong. Because like I said, with the gun restraining orders and all that, we're already doing all of that. So they're just adding on, go after the legal people too, take up all your time with that. 
And you know, I used to have 18 people a shift. I'm down to like 11 people a shift now. How am I going to do this? Just how? Tell. I, I wish somebody would say that. <laughs> Tell me how I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a. I mean, that's that's part of the question that I believe all the uh, what was it? Uh, all but three county sheriffs uh, are asking. You know, you, you, guys. I want to let everybody know. Um, Sheriff Mendrick will be taking questions. So I want to open up the phone lines. I know we got three callers on right now. I want to open up the phone line, 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600. And just know, I mean, if you're calling with, on the nonsense, I will not take the question. I'm, I'm just going to let you know right now. I will not take the nonsense questions. If you have a, 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 an articulable question that, that you want to talk to the sheriff about, let's keep it policy-wise. Let's not make it personal, because if it is, I'm going to cut you off right away. Uh, and you guys know I normally don't do that, but but this is a real this is a real conversation that we're trying to have about, in my opinion, one of the, actually, in my opinion, the greatest um, amendment in the Constitution, the Second Amendment. It shall, you, it shall not be infringed. So you, as you, I'm probably a little too far out there when it comes to two-way rights. But um, I, 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 I always love to talk to people who are common sense. And I know Sheriff James Mendrick is in that category. He he really looks at these things in these issues, you know, not from a not so much from a from a macro point of view, but he looks and gets into the details. And that's one of the reasons why I called him and wanted to have him on the show today because I know that's what he will do. And and as you've seen Valon, Hoff Daddy, that's what he's been providing to our show today. You know, would you agree, Vlon? Yes, I will. And I want you to talk about all of the stuff that you do for ex-offenders as far as helping them get jobs that you were telling me about. My yeah. pleasure. Yeah. Well, you're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. And I'm also going to be talking about, you know, other law- elected officials who, guess what they did? What? Disobeyed and disregarded the law. We'll be right back. This is Black and White with John Anthony uh, on AM560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker. Um, <laughs> ooh, troublemaker, troublemaker. I'm trying to... Oh, 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 oh. Black Velvet. Well, you got to find the Black Velvet you gotta song bl- now. You got to do the Black Velvet oh. now. He had he had black velvet on, so we, I, I I agree with him. We got to go to black velvet. Wrong. <laughs> but 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 sheriff, I, really quickly, um, you know, you see a lot of these people. Uh, there was what uh, over ten plus legislators and Congress people who wrote letters against you. Um, but you know, no one said anything when and and sheriff Dart when he went out and stopped the eviction process. That was a law. He ignored it. Immigration, they ignored it. You know, the, the Illinois legislators themselves, every year we're supposed to have a balanced budget. We have, we're supposed to have a balanced budget. That's an amendment. That's a law. They ignore it every single year. And But you get canceled out, and you and all the other 90-plus uh, sheriffs get canceled out. And I know you've been interviewed by multiple people. And I, this is one of the reasons why I, I called you yesterday, and I was like, you know, I got to get them on. Because, I, I mean, the, 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 the sheriff that sits in the second largest county, and I didn't see a lot of stuff out there about you. But enlighten us about the interviews that you've had. Yeah, you know, it's really weird. Again, I'm like the 90th guy to, to do one of these letters, and that should tell you something. If that many Democrat and Republican sheriffs are looking at this and saying, oh my goodness, they're probably looking at manpower first. 
Um, but yeah, it, it, I did three, uh, what I would call major interviews with, uh, agencies and then I, I don't know that they just never heard a word. And that's kind of odd. That's why I stopped doing interviews. It's like, I, I don't feel I'm going to be treated fairly by the media. I think they've, uh, they're carrying a, almost like a political sounding banner with this, you know, it, it's just really odd. And, you know, if I can't even get anything uh, published when I spend 45 times, a uh, 45 uh, minutes of my day, uh, being interviewed, uh, that means I, what are they afraid of what I said? I, I don't understand. I have two things for you. Uh, we were talking during the break and you said you talked on channel seven, uh, and, and, and they only picked four words out of yeah. a 30 minute interview. And that's crazy. See that, that shows you the bias of the media. So why would I waste my time interviewing with all these media agencies just to have that? Right. They talk to me all this time. You know, I got to take the time out of my day. There's planning time, there's setting up and all this kind of stuff. And I'm accommodating them to do all this. And then you get four words that's and, crazy. and they're silly four words. They pick, you know, just in the <laughs> middle of a sentence. It's like, I, why, why bother at that point? And number, number two, what I want to say, uh, I want to respond to John, but I, I want to talk to you about it. Uh, what they would say when they stop the evictions or when they don't deport illegal aliens, they would say it's a morality. It's the law. But I understand what you're saying, but, but the left will say it's immoral to deport people or to kick people out on the street. That's what they will use in their defense. But what I, I want to switch to you and I want people to know what you do morally mm. that that we talked about. That's right. As far as the, you know, helping people with jobs, the, the yeah, feeding, so feeding people. You know, yeah. and that's it. What I do is non-political. Whether these people want to tag me as somebody political, they're lying. Every single one that says I'm political, they're lying. I mean, politicians do that. Um, but yeah, what we do is a non-political thing. And what we've done with our correctional facility, uh, I've changed it from a punitive environment to a reformation environment and an educational environment. 80% of the people we get come in hot on either alcohol, uh, heroin, uh, fentanyl, all these different types of drugs. Uh, half of those are co-contributing factors with mental health. And, you know, it takes us a full month just to do a proper detox so we can determine which mental health malady you have. We have full psychiatric staff uh, and crews uh, that do that. And then we stabilize a personality and then we start with 70 classes a week of different programming, everything from anger management, family management, checkbooks, constantly running people through GD, GED programs. Um, we are doing, a, graduated 131 now uh, sanitation services. Uh, we're going to start virtual welding soon. Uh, indoor, outdoor horticulture that feeds our community, our local food pantries. Uh, that in conjunction with the Meals on Wheels uh, partnership that we have for Senior Services Council. We fed almost 60,000 impoverished families through wow. the sheriff's office. From the sheriff's year. office? Correct. Yeah, that's we do it twice a month in the parking lot of our 421 building. Uh, people show up in, in lines. It looks like an admission testing. Wow. We pop their trunk. We throw a week of food in there. Uh, we do 1,000 turkeys almost every Thanksgiving, 1,000 hams almost every Easter. Uh, Christmas Eve, I personally and some of my staff drive meals to people on Christmas Eve. Uh, that's that's our community service of what we do. If you were to... Oh, I'm well, sorry. Just really I'm sorry. quickly. I mean... Most people don't understand. That's what. That's how all the jail and everything. That was the original intent of housing people in jail. It wasn't. It wasn't to be punitive. That's 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 reality of jailing people in America mm-hmm. and, and throughout the world. It was about. I love the term you reformation. That's what it was about. As somebody who made him either either a person that made a mistake or somebody that actually did, you know where consciously went out and hurt someone. It was still about re- reforming them. And we've gotten away from that. I'm sorry, go ahead. If you were the superintendent of Chicago, I think 
you would you would bring this city together. You you would be the guy. I think black people would love you. Hispanic people love you. They do. White people love you. <laughs> Everybody would love you. Bet, bet. You man, would turn on. you would turn Chicago <laughs> around, man. I'm, I, I, I bet. Well, thank you. And you know, it is it is an interesting environment. Uh, I could go down into my correctional facility and sit and talk with a, a big group of inmates without fear of them trying to do anything to me. They're actually very nice people once they become reformed. Yeah. Um, Sheriff, uh, when we come back from break, I want to start taking the calls. Give us a call. 312-642-5600. It's 312-642-5600. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 Before the break, we were talking, continuing our discussion with DuPage County Sheriff James Mendrick. Um, Sheriff, I I mean, you really are a a breath of fresh air as it relates to, you know, somebody being willing to stand um, for, for the people. And I, I really enjoy that. So let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to my buddy Kip from Stillman Valley. Kip, welcome to Black Black and Right. Hey, let, let me just say something real quick for the new year. Hey, Red, thanks for keeping John on the show, man. Oh, ain't that what. something. It, I'm thanking him for keeping hey, hey, me on the show. Let me get right to it. Oh, Sheriff, God. I got a question. Are we living in the divided states of America or the United States of America, meaning... Are you more beholden to the, the Illinois State Supreme Court on the gun laws or the federal Supreme Court? You know, I mean, I, I and for just for the the Constitution of the United States or within the Constitution of what the state Constitution? What I'm confused on this gun laws and what our uh, uh, governor wants to do. I, Thank you so much for calling, Kip. Sheriff? So, you know, who I'm really responsible to is the citizens. Yeah. I mean, you have to cut all the middlemen, all the talk about politics. The politics always leads us to the wrong conclusion. Let's talk about our citizens. When I, as an elected official, I don't have administrators. I don't have a boss, whether all those people you hear talk and say they're my boss, apparently, but they aren't. Um, I'm the elected sheriff of DuPage County. I'm responsible to the citizens who elected me, and I do their will. That is who I'm responsible. Yeah, that's who I'm responsible. I swore an oath to protect those people, and I will do everything in my power. That's why you know what we investigate every type of gun crime imaginable. I have a full crime laboratory, digital forensics unit. We don't let anybody walk. And we have a fantastic state's attorney who prosecutes. We don't let any gun crimes slide, and there will not be any gun crime that we are going to turn our back on. I, you know, I'm sick of them just saying that to say right. it. That that is not true whatsoever. But you know, let's talk about shifting back to preying on our citizens. And, you know, what's going to happen when we send this three-man team to a citizen's house and they've never committed any crime, but they really don't want to give up their weapons and we get into some type of standoff Mm. and then somebody gets shot. Are all these people going to back me then? No. Now they're going to run away and say, I should have never been doing this. Especially if it's a black person. A white sheriff, a black... Dude, they will, they will, they will destroy him. That's true. That is true. But the thing about it is they're going to try to micromanage every, every action that you took 
to to say if you did it the right way. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. that's where it's gonna come so in. Why why put them in that position? Yes, that's why true. Proliferate a law that will engage us in a conflictual manner with our citizens. That's everything. Where all that stuff I was talking to you about before. That's what we're trying to. I call that erasing traffic stops. Yeah, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're trying to be good with our citizens. So if you're a law-abiding citizen, why am I at your doorstep? Right. I don't go to the houses of law-abiding citizens. It's just not right. right. And you know, let, let's talk about guns for a second here. Um, what What is occurring in DuPage County is we are having an increase of gun crimes. I, I can't recall having one that somebody had a FOID card or a long gun, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, you know, long guns are long. You can't hide them in your coat. So what's happening is we have a lot of pistol crime. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't it make to re- stand a reason that we would, you know, maybe increase the penalties uh, these 3D printed ghost guns, hmm. um, we could actually, if they would make that like child pornography, make it illegal to possess a program, yeah. my digital forensics lab could do a keyword search algorithm and we could find all the illegally being made guns on that program. Nobody will enhance penalties though. Nobody will increase crimes that they could be charged with. Instead, let's focus on our society. I, I don't, on our law-abiding society. This is really different for me and this has become such a, a human thing, not a political thing. You know, right. everyone's got to take their political hats off and be a human being once and think about how you're scaring yeah. your citizens and, and you're convincing the other citizens that, oh, he's breaking the law. He's not keeping you safe to compile it. So now you're scaring both sides of your citizens. Right. And that, and I'll, I hate to say it, it's promulgated by the media. Yeah. Let's go back to the phone lines. Janelle, welcome to the black and right. Janelle, you there? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Hi, Jen. Hey. So um, on December, uh, in December, on December 20th of 2022, Cook County Sheriff Tom Dart testified in support of House Bill 5855. For those who aren't familiar with what that is, it's the bill that would be on the original bill. Yes, the assault weapon, the first one. So I have a couple of questions. Number one, um, what part of his oath? to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, is is he not understanding with that support? Also, for people who aren't familiar with history, the first thing that Hitler did in 1933 was seize, um, seize guns. And he immediately used registration records to disarm any political opponent or any enemy, anyone they, they castigated as the enemies of the state. Yeah. And that's when concentration camps actually started. Yeah. So people that... Janelle, you, hey, hey, well, uh, uh, what was your next... Janelle, 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 what was your next question? Because we only got about f- 45 seconds. So where is he? Like, where where is he on this? I mean, why why would he want this? Because you know why? Because they're paid off. They're, this is a, a cabal. Mm. For anyone that isn't understanding what's going on now, this is the beginning steps of giving up your rights. And we have to protect that. It's important. It's imperative. Once you start giving up a little, they just take more and more and more. And it makes it real easy for a government takeover when you start to disarm a nation. That's, that's true. That's why I say don't give them an inch. On, on, I, I, that's one of the reasons. Thank you so much for calling, Janelle. And Sheriff, you can answer that question when we get back from break. But that's one of the reasons why I, 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 I'm like, don't give them an inch, especially with this new progressives uh, who don't really care about political party. They, they, their ideology is to, I mean, completely change who we are as Americans. And and Barack Obama said the best. I want to tra- fundamentally, fundamentally transform America. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and White on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Oh, come on. 
Jeff Lund. <laughs> Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Uh, continuing our conversation with DuPage County Sheriff James Mendricks. So, Sheriff, the, the question was, where's Tom Dart? Well, you know what? Um, I actually like Tom Dart. I consider him a friend. And, you know, this is one thing that, again, just like I'm choosing to do things the way that I am, he's choosing his path also. And I don't think you should uh, find fault. He has different citizens than I have. Mm. And I'm, I'm sure he's pulling in citizens just like I am. That's what most sheriffs do. We, Knowing who our boss is, that it's you guys, when this stuff happens, we pull our people. His people may be saying something different than DuPage. Go figure. DuPage and Chicago are quite different. And I always ask this question. You know, when they're changing these laws, would anybody think that it would be a good idea for DuPage County to assimilate the attributes and be more like Chicago? No one's ever said yes to that. Well, remember the mall shooting, you know. <laughs> well, right. And, and you know, that's those, those are Cook County residents coming out here, people from Chicago and the city in stolen cars, uh, creating these problems out here. That's why we did our whole gang desistance program. We're taking gang tattoos off and trying to close some of these gangs down in our correctional facility. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Jeff from Naperville. Jeff, welcome to Black and Right. Question for the sheriff? Yes. Uh, sheriff Mendrick, I understand there's going to be a DuPage County board meeting on Tuesday. And uh, we had planned to actually show up in support of you uh, during that during their session because it's it's my expectation they're going to be talking about this. Did we do that? Oh, yeah. You have a right to assemble. Uh, you have a right for free speech. Uh, all all I ask is try not to make it political and, and I'll be peaceful. I think everybody has a right to voice their opinions. I think, honestly, uh, I think peaceful protest is, is great. Even during all these protests we had that were anti-police, we facilitated them because peaceful protest is, is, is a good thing. It's a healthy thing. It's a yeah. conversation. So, yeah. yes, I encourage anybody who has opinions, it's, you can always email uh, witness slips. Um, and, and and go to the meetings. I encourage everybody to get more involved. Yeah, let's go back to the phone lines. Jim from South Elgin, who's also a sponsor of this show. Jim. Well, congratulations, John. Uh, Thank you, you brother. Know, Spanish, the, the, the translation for grandpa is abuelo. The rest are calling you Juan Abuelo. <laughs> I like that name. Go ahead. <laughs> That's right. Anyways, uh, I had the pleasure of being the sheriff at uh, an event that Stephanie Trestle had uh, about a year or so ago. It was very nice to meet him and then. And he talks just like we did in person. And also, this is a reflection of bills that are based on emotion versus logic and common sense. This is the problem with the Illinois legislature. Pure emotion. Yeah. And like they said, they didn't consult with the police at all. You know, and this is what you get. It's a bunch of garbage. So let's hope it's overturned. And we also have to get FOIA card holders to become members of the Illinois State Rifle Association, because only about 15 or 20 percent are members. And we have to grow our numbers so we grow our political strength. And offset some of the stuff. Yeah, that's you. Thank you so much for calling, Jim. Thank uh, you. Congratulations, Sheriff. Less thoughts. Uh, you know, I just want to say again, all illegal gun activity will result in arrest and prosecution here in DuPage. That's what we do. That's never going to change. So don't let politicians misconstrue us protecting our citizens for doing the right thing. Because sometimes the right thing to do just sometimes lines up with the manpower thing to do. And the manpower we could never provide, whether we wanted to do it or not. And people who Say they're going to comply, are going to quickly find out they don't have the people to do this. So I will stand by my citizens as I always do. I protect the citizens of DuPage County. I just want to say real quick, I want to amend what you said earlier about you and Tom Dart. From what I see, you your own man, but Tom Dart falls to political pressure. 
If they tell him, just like when he dropped out of the race when he was running against Rahm Emanuel, if somebody comes down on him, he's going to fold. You're you're not. You're yeah. your own guy. Well, Sheriff, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, unless you want to stay, kick, stick around. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get home uh, to my son. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, cool. um, as, a, as a former sheriff's deputy, uh, I'm really looking at the officer safety of, of the men and women that will have to go to these homes. And to me, that's 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 a really important factor in this. And I don't think the General Assembly is looking at that. Thank you for helping me assist in aiding our, our DuPage County citizens. How about you? Coming up next. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Yeah, coming in hot. Just like the fajita. I write what I live. My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. If you missed that first hour with Sheriff James Mendrick of DuPage County, head over to 560TheAnswer.com, download the podcast so you can listen to it without any commercial interruption. So, Vilai, what was your, t- your take on the sheriff? That was one of the best interviews with the sheriff that we've had. Um, between him and the mayor of uh, Orland, uh, Pika, I-, I don't know who's the best as far as uh, law enforcement and doing right by their people. I didn't hear Peacock talk about like uh, feeding programs and rehabilitating people and getting them jobs and put them in job programs. So I don't know. I mean, I think the sheriff right here might have edged him out a little bit. But yeah. I like both of those guys. They're both nice. And if you could just put Does those- that change your perspective on, on, on how you look at certain how? Because, you know, he, he said right before he was leaving, um, he's been the sheriff for four years. He has over 400 deputies. Not one citizen complained against any one of his deputies. That's awesome. That 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 means he's running his ship right. right. And if you can put either one of those guys on TV and just they could be the face of Chicago, I'm telling you, they will bring Chicago together. You know, or, 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 or forget Chicago, make one of those guys the governor. Yeah. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Bring uh-oh, the state uh-oh. back uh-oh. together, you know? Uh-oh. Come on. Uh, well, you know, um, I, I just think, you heard what he said, um, that they they re- they didn't really involve law enforcement in this bill, and I don't know why. It was it was a lame duck session bill. Um, they didn't really need anybody. They didn't even, they didn't need buy in for House Bill fifty four seventy one, and the reason is because there are people who were no longer going to be part of the Illinois General Assembly who would vote for this, uh, and I would love to know what they got for it. Uh, did they get you know Are they going to be placed somewhere in some position for it for that for their vote? Well, you know that, you that know, happens. You know the inside yeah, game. I don't. It uh, happens all the time. You know, and I mean, and to, and to see all these people coming after him because he chose not to um, enforce or chooses not to enforce this bill. Uh, when, when, as I said earlier, Tom Dart didn't do it when he came to the evictions. I don't. It doesn't matter what the moral thought, but see that just shows the difference between the Democrats and how they seek power. They don't care about the consequences. They will make a decision and wouldn't and don't just simply don't care um, just because they didn't say it's unconstitutional. They just make the decision. 
They don't use words like, oh, this is unconstitutional. The left. The left, because why? They understand vocabulary. They understand the power of it. But they are. But they understand the power of vocabulary, of how to phrase words. Yeah. You know, the the, the right, we just don't get that yet. But with them, it's okay which laws they pick and choose to enforce. But when it's Republicans, they want to hold them to a certain standard. It's been like that forever. Just think about it. Going way back to when we first started really paying attention to politics. You know, Republicans come out there with their best dress suit and they look all great and pressed. But they're the moral, upstanding people, the Christian conservatives. They can't go down a notch and try to fight the way the Democrats fight because they'll be the total sellout. Right. But Democrats can sell out all of the time, but they're doing the moral thing. Damn the Constitution, or de- Constitution be damned. That's the, the right way to say it. Yeah. You know, they can they can pick and choose, and we can't. That's just the way it goes. Well, it was, <laughs> you said we can't. We don't want to. Right. Um, because we're concerned. And then one of the questions I, I should have, I, I, I had written down here, where's State's Attorney Barb Boleyn? Where are the other Republican leaders, elected officials? Republicans? Where are you? Where's leader Tony McComey? Where is leader John Curran from the Senate? Mm. Um, state's attorneys, where are you? Where, I mean, are you going to stand up as well? I know my my uh, Eric Weiss down in Kendall County. Uh, I got a good one. I got a, my sheriff is saying he's not doing it. And the state's attorney has gone on record saying he's not doing it. Where are the other elected Republicans standing up in solidarity saying, you know what? We back what the sheriffs are doing. But where are they? They don't have any power. It'll just be it doesn't hot matter. air. It doesn't matter. You don't need to have the power. Republicans don't have power here, period. Right. In the state of Illinois. But it's but once again, we don't know how to stand in solidarity. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to get together and say, you know what? I'm standing with the sheriff. I believe in what they're doing. Where is it? Have you heard that from no. any other elected officials? No. Where's the Illinois Republican Party? Uh, Steve Bolton, who's who, who's a good friend. Steve, where, where, where's Chicago Republican Party? Are you guys going to stand up with these people? I think they're demoralized because, you know, they have the they have the left coming at them all the time. And then they have people on the right uh, over here that comes at them and talks about them like they're nothing. They're no party. And, you know, they're just a party in name only. So, hey, trust me, I think they're demoralized right now. I don't know how they're going to start over, but they got to start over from the ground floor up. So I don't know. I don't know. Falon, I don't know about that, man. But I will tell you this. I'm excited to be a grandfather. Woo, let's go back to it. <laughs> uh, we, I, our caller didn't, I mean, our guest didn't call in, so let's, let's, let's hit it there. Life. Okay, I started at the top of the hour. Theme, life. You know what? I know Michigan has a governor similar to ours and now a legislature similar to ours, but they're not as bad as ours. When, I, when you go out to Michigan, you get a peace of mind. You get away from the crazy. I think that's the reason why they let this woman be governor out there because, you know, people out there have their own land. Like my daughter, she has three and a half acres of land. They're about to buy a big house uh, uh, further into Horton, Michigan. It has 15 acres of land. And uh, she already made an offer for me to come come out there. I can buy her house. And, you know, I, I, I'm planning within the next next nine so years. So you can go somewhere where it's cold, still cold. You don't want to go nowhere warm. See, see you, you don't understand. You know. Well, listen, my older my older daughter, she lives in Arizona. Oh, so I'm going to be a fair weather grandparent in about ten years, nine to ten years. I'm going to buy my daughter's house in Michigan, 
Then after that, I'll stay there when it's nice, and then I'll be free to roam the land. She has a swimming pool. I mean, her <laughs> house is decked out. And then I just five, want to point out, you said you're going to be a fair, fair weather grandparent. Fair weather grandparent. I was going to yeah. Call them so so when winter time is about to come, oh, I, I you, you you mentioned winter time. <laughs> I will fly to Arizona and I'll be there five to six months. It depends on that one month when it gets cold. Yeah. And I'll be with both my grandkids helping and, and both my kids want me to be part only when they're winning of, of their of their kids life. So that's that makes me feel good. That means I must have did good as a parent because they want me in their life. Do You know how many grandparents, their kids, uh, they don't want them in their in their kids life. Yeah. You know, so so I was listening to Dennis Prager talk about it one time. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm I got plans, man. Hopefully. In about nine years, Republicans take Michigan back and put it on the common sense. So you got more road. confidence in Michigan than you do Illinois. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. You know, but but it's it's peace of mind. I, like I when I got back from Michigan, I felt grounded. You know, it grounds. Explain. Me. explain. It's 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 still common sense out there, and you still feel a patriotism. Even with Michigan. that governor, you know, the only thing that she really did. Oh, don't say only thing. Uh, she did some things. I, I, I'll type you up a list of all it, the it, things she, she tried done. to do. It didn't take hold. The the the, the CRT, uh, the sex stuff. They, the same thing that they Wait, did here. Stop, they stop, tried. Stop, stop, stop. But I, I I gotta play this. I gotta play this. So you heard about uh, you you just I was, uh, the Chicago, I mean the um, hockey player. Yes. Yeah. He didn't want to wear the pride jersey doing warm ups. Uh, I want you to hear what he had. Did you hear his? Yeah. His, his, his I, I, I'm going to play it again, and I want you to hear it, and I want to get your take on this, Vilan, because uh, I got serious problems with this. Here's the. Uh, uh, it was. I, I'm not butchering his name. Hop Daddy. What's his last name? Ivan. Come on, you Viking. You you. Ivan Prover, Provorov. Provorov. Ivan Provorov. Don't get me to say anything. <laughs> Hop Daddy's like, just be quiet. Just play the clip. <laughs> Choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's, Falan, I, I don't know, but here it is. I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. Any, uh, like I said, that's all I'm going to comment on that. Um, if you have any hockey questions, I would like uh, I to answer that. those. Can you just kind of fly over? Russian Orthodox. So with the game tonight, Ivan, um, obviously Kevin Hughes had a hat trick, and uh, Erasmus is. V- Vila, if the you call you call the LGBTQ community yeah. bullies, yeah, this is a case. Because now, have you seen the Twitter? Because you're on Twitter. I hate yeah. Twitter. <laughs> um, you've seen the attacks against him? Yeah. Calling for him to resign, telling yes. him, his team to drop him. Why? Yes. Because he chose not to do something based upon his religious beliefs? Yeah, that's, they don't. It's not know, bigoted. You know they don't care nothing about religion. But you know what? The coach, the best part that I like, his coach is backing him. Now, I don't know about the organization. They haven't said anything, really. But I think they're backing him, too. Uh, so that's the good thing. We shall see. Uh, Kelvin, hold the line. We'll take you when we get back from break. After all, don't put the blame on me. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. 
Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, Sean Anthony, live in studio with The Troublemaker. Uh, you know that, that, that uh, audio clip I just played of Ivan, the hockey player? Uh, it's funny um, that when it comes to people who have a moral conscience who are on the right, they're ostracized, they're blasted, they're bigoted. But when folks like Colin Kaepernick, who also has the same uh, con- moral consciousness, uh, it's okay. They're, 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 they're applauded all over the place um, because it doesn't line up with that, what, what, what they believe in their agenda for society. It's the, you know, it's the hate America crowd. So, you know, of course they're going to play that, you know, they're going to applaud that. But I, I have a couple, one big question, but I want to say, I want to finish up on the, wait, 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 before you do that, let's, let's get Kelvin off the line. Oh, Cause okay. he's been holding okay. Kelvin. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up? John? How, you How y'all doing? How's, how's it going? Good, good. Loving the show as always. Thank man. you. This is the show to be on, the show to listen to. <laughs> I appreciate uh, that. One quick comment. You, yeah. you asked where are the Republicans in Illinois? Yeah, I am. <laughs> but Lyon doesn't live in Illinois anymore. So, right. I, you had know. To, I had to bail on you, man. <laughs> yeah. They they paid, bro. They paid. The Republicans are Democrats. Okay? And if you, we can do something simple as citizens, Right. Just follow the campaign finances. When you see people like, you know, Sangamon County, you know, getting like $1.9 million from the school board lobby. Now we got to deal with national sex ed. When you look at, you know, who's paying who. Okay. So I've just experienced, you know, I'm trying to get in the fold here. And I've never seen so much cowardice in my life when it comes down to a political party. You know, the Republicans, we're supposed to be standing for the Constitution. We're supposed to be echoing the fact that we're not a democracy, but yet we are a constitutional republic. Now, when they start passing these laws or that, that, that chatter goes, our Republicans, they run, they hide, they get paid, they, go, they didn't for a short time, and they're gone. So, but when you look at what DeSantis does in Florida, when he hears something, he passes policy. He shuts yeah. it down. It's not happening here. Right. He's speaking out and he's representing so I think, you know, Illinois got to look at things two ways. I say this and I'll stop and listen for the rest of it, man. It's, it's to one, the Republicans need to get them pre-seat committee people cleared up because they are being ran by ASME. The pre-seat committee men are Democrats. They're union-driven. They're paid. So, you know, to lose to a guy, she said, he can cross the aisle. Uh-oh. And Madigan used to visit his restaurant. And I'm thinking to myself, why in God's name would you want a Republican to cross the aisle in a super majority? Hey, who got who got the position of Tim Butler? Coffee, Mike. I believe Mike Coffee. Oh, it, it. oh, is that the the, the chef? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't I didn't know him. I mean, I, I I've heard he, he historically he owns some restaurants. Yeah, I, I know who he is. I know. I know. I think I believe I know you talk. Who you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess they they would have to speak for themselves as why they would donate to Democrats. That's for them to answer. But the issue, if you if you look at these guys, you know, true conservatives going to keep leaving Illinois, because when your representative take your tax dollars and your donations to the party and give to the Democrats, man, you losing on both ends. One, you're not getting representation. And two, you know, they taking your money. So I told them, you know, from this point on, I'm not 
donating to nothing on the Republican side. I'm going to keep throwing my money at black and right. Oh, you heard? Oh, all right. Let's do it. I love that. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, you know, I mean, y'all tell it like it is. So until they clean this mess up, I told the NRC, either y'all too stupid to know what's happening in Illinois or you complicit. Hmm. But either way, you're not getting another dime from me until we get some true conservative representation here. I like it. I like you, Kelvin. Thanks, man. All right. Appreciate you, man. Keep up a great work. Guys. I appreciate Take you. Easy. Thanks so much, Kelvin. Let's go to Jim from Chicago. Who is my pick? Jim? Yeah. Hi, hi guys. Uh, what's going on, uh, man? Who do, like? who do you like? Trump or DeSantis? Who's, uh, who's your, who's your boy? Are you going to yell at me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, no, no, Jim. No, um, I'm still, I'm still team Trump. I'm, I'm still team Trump. I'm still, right, I'm still team. Trump. I'm yeah. still team Trump too. I like both of them. But I, I'm going to stick to what I, I like said. what DeSantis just did with COVID, though. Yeah, but I'm going to stick to what I said. I don't think DeSantis has nationwide appeal enough to overtake the Democrat machine. Trump is a one-man army, and I believe he can beat him, especially this time around. You, you look at the ads. You look at the ads. Biden's a favorite over Trump. But if DeSantis gets the nomination, then DeSantis is a slight favorite. Those yeah. are the ads sitting there right right now as we speak. So, Jim, you think Biden, mean? Jim, do you think Biden's is going to be the candidate, though? Oh, absolutely. I don't. Without a doubt. I don't. I think... No, I, he'll, he'll, no he's going to eat in February after the, if the 7th is the State of the Union, then he'll announce he's going to run for, uh, yeah. run for yeah, president. But, but, no but, but, there's no doubt about it. There's just no question about it. Jim, no, I, he's going to... Jim, no, he's gonna run. He's Jim, gonna run. He's gonna win. And only, let me tell you, he's gonna run, but he's gonna win on the landslide. No, he's right? not. No, I, <laughs> I, I doubt that very soon. The only way he wins, they continue to, you know, to do that, to do, to do. Votes this time. If he runs against Trump, it'll be twelve, fifteen million. But but what wait, I'm, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Please believe me, Jim. Jim, I I really think what you're seeing happen uh, that's playing out right now is this is their way of getting rid of Joe Biden. Okay. That's what I believe. I really believe that. I think they don't want Joe Biden for this next term. I think they're, 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 they've already, it's, it's Pritzker, it's J.B. Pritzker, or it's Gavin Newsom. They want somebody who has some deep pockets, and they don't want Joe Biden right now. What are your, what are your take on that, Jim? Biden's going to be the nomination. You'll, you'll see by February 10th, he'll be the nominee. There's no question about it. So you don't think, that, no question about it. So you don't think that the Democrats are trying to uh, get rid of Joe no, Biden? Right no, no. Not at all. They know they're going to win with Biden. They know they're going to win with him. So I why think, would they give him? You know what I think? You know what I think, Jim? I think both sides want a clean slate. That's what I think. I, now, I don't know if it's going to happen because you're going to have two guys under indictment or you're going to have a clean slate. And I think both sides have decided to try to get rid of the, the, the presumptive uh, nominees. nominees. Yeah. John, when you say they're trying to get rid of Biden, are you suggesting that maybe those stacks of documents well, didn't, didn't have much dust on them? Yeah, I, I guarantee you they didn't. <laughs> I guarantee you those documents were placed there uh, some somehow, some way. Um, I really do. Thanks so much for calling us, Jim. But I, oh, go ahead. You no, were, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to finish up on Whitmore. Uh, the one thing that, did, that she did do that took hold was the abortion stuff. So she did that, but everything else didn't take hold. She did do some 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 stuff, but hopefully people just let this slide because I think people in Michigan want some decorum right now. They just wanna be they just wanna be civil. They just wanna be civil and then hopefully Republicans will take Michigan back in within nine years and I'll be happy. 
What's the what's the government's name for line? Is it uh, you, you're worse than me, bro? Uh, oh, well, what's her name? You said Whitmore. Oh, I did say Whitmore. Whitmore. <laughs> well, whatever. People know who I'm talking about. And before before we run out of time, and before we run out of time, I want to send uh, condolences out to a Diamond and Silk yes. family. Uh, silk, uh, silks. I, I I pride myself to be the silk on this show. John is the diamond. Yeah. You know, I, I'm the one on the show that goes, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, but but, but uh, I really want to send condolences out to you. Yeah, them. the celebration of life is going on right now. Yeah, you're I, right. I don't call them funerals. Oh, you're right, right. You know, when, you, when you're a believer in Christ, we don't call, we don't, we don't, I, I don't believe that in funerals for, for Christians. I believe it's a celebration of your life that you live here on earth as you transition to the next phase of, of eternity. That's what I believe. Um, and I'm so happy that, I, that, I, that no matter what happens to me, my my eternity has already been set for me, All right. and, you know, and and that's another thing. Um, um, I know. I'm, maybe I should say it. No, I'm gonna say it because he he said we, he didn't. Okay, uh, Sheriff Mendrick, you know about faith. Yeah, helping him make decisions. Right. I mean that's important. That's very important, especially you know I, I've I've really been contemplating a lot lately, Valon. Just life, mm-hmm. you know. I, I guess Hop that is that come with old age. You know, you're a little older than me, so. Does that come with old age that when you start contemplating life, you look over your life, you, you see all of the bad decisions you've for made? For me, it came with near-death experiences, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for each their own. Yeah. yeah, but I've really been contemplating my life. and When you know, hit 40, let me know and we'll talk again. Oh, man, I'm 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 almost 50, brother. <laughs> I am 50. 50. Yeah, you, oh, so you would know. <laughs> I know. I Trust me. That's why I'm doing my end-of-life planning now. Like yeah. I'm 25 years ahead of end of life planning because I know where I want to be. Yeah, I know what I want to do. And and I say I say that because I was starting to think, Valon, I could really, I could I could I I could probably have this show nationwide. Yeah, but I'm not willing to say certain things and do certain things on radio, and I think sometimes that that holds me back from you know where I could be in radio. I know this. Mm-hmm. I, I could say all type of outlandish stuff that'll send me out into the stratosphere. Yeah. But I, I choose not to do it because I want to do quality, authentic radio. Right. I make mistakes. I'm, you know, I'm I butcher language. I know that, but you I know. want it to be authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I try to do every week I come in here. Yeah. You know, we'll be right back. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Uh, Milan, I know you were trying to make a, a... I know you were trying to make a point. Make it really quick while we wait on time. Well, I, I think I put it to bed about uh, Whitmore. Oh. Uh, yeah, but 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 I did Whitmer. have a big question for everybody out there if they want to call in about it. Will we ever? It's a light. It's a light one. Will we about race? Will oh, we ever? Well, will we ever mend the gap when it comes to race in America, or will it be left up to my kids and my grandkids? Because everybody that's listening to me now that's on Twitter. They've seen the pictures of my daughter's blended family. She's she's yeah. bringing it together. Her husband's white, you know. The baby I just had this family. conversation with my daughter, my sixteen year old daughter, and I'll give you my answer to that. The because she she kind of posed the same thing, and I'll give you that 
that question. I'll give you my answer to that question in the third hour. How about in the that? third hour, let's do it. In, let's tackle that in the third hour. All right. Um, as you you know, as you know, um, House Bill fifty four seventy one is law now. Um, it's law now for eight hundred and sixty plus people. <laughs> there are people that are now shielded based upon a temporary restraining order that was done. And um, I sent him a text last night, and I said, you know. The work there, pretty much, and I'm going to sum it up, you know, thank God for you. I said this to, to Attorney Thomas DeVore, thank God for you, because this is somebody, Tom DeVore has been fighting for people since the day I met him. Um, and I saw how so many people were questioning about the temporary restraining order, and I said, I need to have Attorney Thomas DeVore on the show to discuss and I don't think a lot of people understand what a temporary restraining order means. Attorney Thomas DeVore, my brother, my partner, my pal, welcome back to Black and Right. What's going on, Johnny? How you doing, brother? Um, I'm shocked you still have your voice right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, my mom always told me I had a big mouth. I mean, you are, I've seen you CNN and I mean, you are being you and Ryan. Uh, and you know what? Which, I wish Ryan... Um, well, because I know what's happening with him, but you guys are are, are doing the yeoman's job of of protecting uh, the people of Illinois. So be- before we get into the the gist of what happened, explain to people what a temporary restraining order and what does it mean for the eight hundred and sixty plus people? I believe what does that temporary restraining order mean for those people, and why didn't it? Because I saw a question. Somebody said, "Well, why doesn't it cover the entire state of Illinois?" Well, because this is a temporary order, John, and a temporary order like this, they only apply to the people in the case unless the case has been deemed a class action. And class actions in state court are very complicated, and they, you know, they're sometimes more of a headache than they are uh, beneficial. So when the case gets to the end, then it can turn into an order that has statewide impact. But in this interim case like this, again, the the restraining order applies to these 862 people. They're not restricted in this. You know, one of the things I would point out is is I'm going to have to pick a fight with the Illinois State Police because those people are trying to manipulate FFLs and say, well, these 862 people can only buy a weapon in Effingham County. It's ridiculous. It's not true whatsoever. They are exempt from this law in totality. They can buy a weapon from anybody they want. So right. it looks like I'm going to have to sue the state police, too. Be glad to. <laughs> and, and I saw today that you opened up. Is it still open for people to join into the suit? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we just had, John, so many people reaching out wanting to participate in this. And so, you know, we obliged them and told them that we would do it. And so we have decided then to give them the opportunity because I mean, so many people were asking and I started feeling guilty. So it's like, okay, we'll, uh, we'll do it. So yes, there's still an opportunity. If they want to, they can go to divorcelawoffices.com and sign up. Yeah. And, and, and is, is that on, is, can they find it anywhere else? Like, you know, some people, um, they love to do Facebook and things of that nature. Can they find it on social media anywhere? Yeah, they can go to our Facebook at, you know, Thomas DeVore. Uh, there's two, I have a, a public profile into my private account that has a lot of followers too, and they can find the link on there as well, John. Okay, now let, let's let's talk about House Bill fifty four seventy one. What made you take up this case, and and what made you say to yourself, what, what the Illinois General Assembly just passed 
is unconstitutional. Well, the Illinois General Assembly is, is chronically went down a rabbit hole, and they don't pass pretty much any bill of any significance without violating the Constitution anymore with these gut-and-replace procedures, John, that I know you're quite familiar with, where they wait till the midnight hour and they'll turn an innocuous bill about nothing into a significant infringement upon certain types of rights. And so they pass this law here, which is trying to restrain people's ability to go purchase weapons, uh, you know, particular types of weapons that they deem assault rifles, and saying you can't purchase them anymore, uh, FFLs can't sell them to you, et cetera. And, you know, you have to register them within a certain amount of time. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And and not just as, not just with, as Geraldo, I'm going to play the clip with, with Geraldo next in the next segment, but not just, you know, uh, what, what they deem assault um, rifles, but they also added shotguns in this thing. I mean, I've, yeah, they've added certain shotguns based upon their ability to, you know, to be uh, to accept more shells in a certain amount. And what they you know, these people don't know, John, is that. The definition that they've created, you can arguably eliminate almost every semi-automatic right. shotgun in the market. And, you know, it's, it's ridiculous because they don't understand these weapons. Uh, that's true. Um, can I hold you for another segment? Uh, is that okay, brother? Yeah, absolutely. I know you're probably, I know you're probably tired because <laughs> I have seen you just all over the place um, defending people's Second Amendment rights. And you know what, Tom? We appreciate you. We really do, brother. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, We're talking with Attorney Thomas DeVore. You listen in the back and right. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Live in studio. Troublemaker, before the break, we were talking to attorney Thomas DeVore. Yes. Uh, how you doing, Mr. DeVore? I'm well, sir. How are you? I got a, a question for you. So you say it covers okay. like 860 people. Uh, they're covered, right? Yes, sir. They're excluded from this law. They're free to go buy whatever they want. People can sell to them, etc. So they're, they're another exempt <laughs> category by the court's order similar to the exempt categories that the statute created uh, when they passed the law. I'm here. Okay. I heard, I heard that. But I, my question is what if one of these people get pulled over by a police officer and that police officer chooses to try to enforce this law? Can, will they be prosecuted or will it, or what can they, what can they do to say, well, look, I'm exempt. So what would happen? I mean, no, I mean, I can't say what a police officer might try to do. But at the end of the day, you know, they have a court order that they can either show the cop or that the cop wants to try to arrest them or something. I mean, cops do those types of things sometimes. And eventually they're going to get out of it because there's a court order that excludes them from this law. So, you know, to the extent that my clients say that they're going to go buy a weapon and they buy that weapon and they take it home, there's nothing that the governor or the state police or anybody can do about it as long as that order is in effect. Okay. You know, you know, Tom. I, I saw that there was a, a article talking about how the judge involved. There's a conflict of interest because he was the state's attorney in on the states on the safety act or, or something to that nature. Um, it, would you deem that a conflict of interest? It's ridiculous. I don't know who the Sunday wannabe lawyer is that would say that. But the, that it was on one of the rag mags. 
Where is it? Like you know what Rich I'm talking. Miller you know who I'm that, talking about. That bum that you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, Rich I saw Miller, it. That guy needs to stick to grifting from the oh. tax which is what he likes to do, but it doesn't even make any sense. I mean, the Safety Act case has absolutely nothing to do with this case. There's not a lawyer on the planet uh, that would say that that's a conflict. Of course, it's not a conflict. It's got nothing to do with it, John. Yeah. So, so what's the next step in, in this? Now Now that we got the temporary restraining order, what's the next step? Uh, and when will people know if this law it, it does it, when does when will it move through the courts? Well, it depends upon the speed of it. I mean, John, we're going to there'll be an appeal on this temporary restraining order to Mount Vernon to the fifth appellate district, which is fine. You know, we we finally got Speaker Welch and Senate President Harmon served yesterday because they were, you know, trying to be sneaky. And you know what I'm going to do, John? I'm going to depose both of those men Mm. and we're going to ask them some tough questions under oath about these procedural games because the judge even pointed it out in his order. Both of those men have to certify that the procedures that are required to pass a law have actually been complied with. And they, you know, they know that they're not when they sign them. I mean, you know that yeah. you were in the general yes. assembly, John, Yes, that they're, they're swearing that the three readings rule has been complied with and they know that it's not. So yeah. I'm going to put them under oath and I'm going to ask them those questions. And eventually the Supreme court's going to have to speak to this issue. Is the Supreme court of Illinois going to continue to allow these games to be played? Yes or no. Yeah. And which is a separate question as to the equal protection stuff that's in the state court. And you know what? We're going to the federal court, too, John. Yeah. Me and all my clients, we're going to go to the federal court, too, all the way to the Supreme Court if we have to. And we're going to get rid of this law because it doesn't survive the Bruin test, if you know what that means. Yes, I do. And, and, and I, I, I got a feeling they're going to say that the bill was passed because, you know, they, they used the shell bill. They, they used a bill that was passed from the House to the Senate. Uh, and I, I think that's how they're going to that's how they, they'll, they'll probably try to ar- make that argument that the bill they, was passed because of the tricks and the rules that they created. But they can try that, John. But here's the thing with the three readings rule specifically is there's already Illinois Supreme Court authority that says when you make an amendment to a bill yep. that wholly guts and replaces it and it's not germane to what the initial part of the bill was, that that re-triggers the three readings requirement. Correct. And traditionally, the Illinois Supreme Court has said, for now, this is 20 years ago, John, yeah. we're going to defer to the General Assembly because we don't want to, you know, step on their toes. But we recognize you're doing a horrible job of policing yourselves. And if you keep it up, we're going to revisit this issue. And Judge Morrison said on his order, the time to revisit this issue is now because you're blatantly disregarding the Constitution and the court needs to step in. So I respected him for saying that. Yeah, because the first bill was an amu- amusement bill and then the second one was an insurance bill, correct? Yes, the one that they actually, <laughs> the first one was amusement. But now this one, John, that they used, 5471, was a one paragraph change to an insurance bill that pretty much said you have to give your email address as a public adjuster to those that are involved in a claim in the contract. And it, it went all the way through the House as the insurance bill. Yeah. It went through two of the three readings of the Senate as the insurance bill. Mm-hmm. And on Sunday at 3 o'clock on January 8th, Harmon, Senator Harmon, guts it and replaces it with an invasive, you know, fundamental right infringement of a gun regulation. And in less than 48 hours, Governor Pritzker signs it. And, 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 and that's got to come to an end. And Tom, I, I think that's what the gamemanship that happens in Springfield. First of all, I hate that it was done in a lame duck session. 
I mean that that's 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 huge in my opinion. What and, the safety act was done in the just this, exactly, <laughs> and we find ourselves. I mean, pretty much. I mean, most of all of the the the, the bills or the things that have become law that's been controversial have all happened during the lame duck session. That's mm-hmm. when they that's when they play their games. I personally, and this is why elections matter. The con- the consequences of elections matter because if if we had an attorney Thomas Devore as as as, as attorney general. You wouldn't <laughs> side. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't have sided with the government. You would have sided with the people. Where am I wrong with this? Oh, I'd have brought rain down on them for doing this kind of stuff, John. Because and and, and I've made it clear when I you know I get on eighty seven and I talk and I know philosophically we probably don't see things the same way. And I tell them, I'm like, the Democrats have the supermajority in the General Assembly. They can pass any law they want. So why don't if you're so proud of these laws that you're passing because you think they're so great, then present a bill the way that it should be presented. Let it go through each chamber of the General Assembly the way that it's supposed to openly, publicly, let everybody see what's going on and vote on it and pass it and then send it to the governor. And then procedurally, at least, we don't have a complaint anymore. But they won't do that because they're chicken. And they're like thieves in the night trying to play their games when people aren't paying attention yep. because they ought to be ashamed of themselves for some of the things they're doing. Yeah. Do you know if this was debated in committee? I'm, I know that on Sunday at 3 o'clock when they gut and replaced it, it went real quick to committee, but it was in and out of that committee in no time. Wow. Because, John, you and I know what happens. They create this legislation in their lobby groups yep. outside the whole legislative process, and then it comes and gets thrown and in, shoved into a bill like this. So Judge Morrison made it clear, because it was something that I argued, is that there's nothing in the public record of the General Assembly about what this bill is about, because it's not created procedurally the way that it's supposed to be. Wow. And and those are the games that happened in Springfield. This is why I believe you you got to elect new representatives who are going down there for the people. Can you tell us one more time where people can apply to, to, to become part of the uh, suit? Sure. If they want to apply, John, to become part of this suit, and again, there will be part of the state and the federal suit, they can go to DevoreLawOffices.com. It's all on there how they can enroll if they'd like to. They can go to my uh, Facebook at uh, Thomas DeVore. Um, there's two Facebooks for me, Thomas DeVore. And they can click on the link there, John. If they have any questions, there's an email they can go to as well. Attorney Thomas DeVore, thanks again for joining us on Black and Right. I appreciate you. you. Call me sometime. Will do, sir. Thank you. Villan, there it is. This, yeah. These are the games that happen in Springfield, brother. Yeah. And, and they have to stop, but they won't stop until the people wake up. Hour three coming up next. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. I am really excited about this. I I got about a minute minute to talk. Uh, I want to bring on Raquel from Belly of the Beast with Bad Bad oh Holder. <laughs> How you doing, Raquel? What's going on? You guys on? are giving me a whole minute. All right. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> Talk to us. What's, what's going on with the new show? I'm excited. I really want to be able, like, because you guys come on right after me. I want you guys to come in on the last segment. Give us what you guys are going to be talking about for that week of the show. Oh, you guys. Oh, that's right. Okay, go ahead. Talk to us about the show. Mm-hmm. 
Well, well, yes, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do, we'll be doing that next week. Um, but um, oh my, well, we'll tell tell us about the show. You know, the show started. If you guys recall, we used to do a little uh, thing on uh, Facebook Live. We did it in the car, an old SUV, yes. at an undisclosed location. <laughs> and that whole show was the, that whole show was held together with scotch tape, not scotch tape, but duct tape. And we would we had like a LED light that we put in there. People actually thought that we had lighting guys. And like makeup people, and it was just us, the two of and, and, and iPhone. Literally, <laughs> I remember that's what we had. So people thought, and, and iPads. People thought that we had a whole production thing going, and it was just that in uh, Babette's uh, lovely SUV, which I missed greatly. Tell me, really quickly, when is when does the show start, and what time? Uh, the show is next week, seven um, on Saturday. All right. That's the first day. Belly of the Beast. 7 p.m. Belly of the Beast with Raquel and Babette. Next yeah. Saturday at Belly 7 p.m. Can't Thanks wait. so much for calling us. Um, Mark Thank Mellon you. Street. You're welcome. Mark Mellon Street, Hold the Lie. Hour 3, coming up next. Show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Breaking news. Breaking news. I just called this to um, Jim. You don't want to call him Creeper? I don't like I call him Progressive Jim. Jim, I'll just call him Jim. I call him by his government name and the name his mom gave him. But we had too many Jim. What, what, can you please read off what, what's happening on the screen right there? Break it. This is setting me up perfectly. Go ahead. Come on. Breaking news. FBI conducts a raid on Joe Biden's Wilmington no, home. No, no, they didn't... Uh, they said search. They didn't call it a raid. Okay, okay. I'm oh, saying yeah. raid. But a search of Joe Biden's home and finds more documents, baby. Classified documents. Cl- classified documents. This is, let me tell you something. This is way beyond Donald Trump's whatever they want to call it. This is total, total I just got the goods on everybody and I'm putting I'm putting documents here, there. I don't know what he was up to. But man, let me tell you something. They better drop whatever they think they got against Donald Trump or, or, or prosecute this man to the fullest, even though I know a sitting president can't be prosecuted. I've been hearing it all week. You better, you better impeach this guy. I want him impeached. I want him impeached. At there least. I mean, this is this. Guess what? A vice president does not have the authority to declassify and he should not have any of this in his possession, but they still can't prosecute. I wonder if it's about Hunter. Yeah. I wonder if it's about Hunter Biden. But they still can't prosecute him. But I want uh, him impeached. Okay, let's let's quickly so we can get let's get uh <laughs> men on the street. Men on the street, welcome to Black and Right. Breaking news, Biden house raided. In the media hey, saying search. Mark Watermore, man on the street here, coming in hot. Uh oh. <laughs> What's going uh, on, buddy? And uh Verlan. How's it going? Show. I suggest everybody listen to it. The podcast, Sheriff Mendrick was great. Tom DeVore was great. And uh, this whole thing about being a grandparent, I don't know if I told you, but I'm a grandparent three months ago. Same thing. Oh, oh nice. 
congrats. Life. Where's the applause? Life. I love it. Congrats, brother. I can tell you were almost crying there. I was I was moved. I had to pull over. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I did hear breaking news that they found a bunch of Ensure milkshakes in that. Oh, come on. What's going on, brother? Real quick, I, I'm, I'm, we're writing stuff at Illinois Review. Everybody should be following that. I'm also following the mayor's race. I'm going to be talking about that in Chicago. But I'll let you guys go because I know you got a lot of powerful stuff coming in. Coming in hot, Mark Weiler, man on the street. I'll talk to you guys soon. My man. Right. Thank you so much. You need to Mark. keep that going. Yeah, coming no, in hot. Coming in hot. Uh, did I just call this? You just called it. Jim, I hope you're looking at your TV screen. CNN is reporting. I'm sorry we wa- we're getting it from CNN, but you're going to have to back up off of Trump. Uh, and you're going to have to. What did I say? Both sides want a clean slate. Both sides, Jim. And hopefully you call in next week and man up and, and, and give us our due. Yeah. Yeah. I, but but um, you weren't here last week. I, I, I said the same thing to Dennis Ravelletti. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on, man. Come on. Wait, what was Joe Biden? Come, come on, man. man. Come it's on. over. But you know what? This is setting me up perfectly. As I was on vacation, well, on vacation, as I took the weekend off, I was watching Joe Biden on TV. Yeah. And all I could do was come. Now, we didn't name call none of this show, but I got to call one Uh-oh. name. Uh-oh. All I could come to the conclusion is this man is a fool. As I heard him sing happy birthday on every show I could listen, I mean, I had to laugh. <laughs> and fool only means jester. And this man made me laugh. And now, as I see him on TV, he's worse than a fool. <laughs> he's worse than a fool. He's a jackass. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, man, we, we come on, man. Look, come on. It, it's just impeachment. And if the Democrats have any integrity in the Senate, they'll vote for removal. Yeah, but uh, this is it. This is it. Well, guess what, man? What? This sets the stage for J.B. Pritzker and Gavin Newsom. That's true. Newsom That's to true. come and become. You what? think those Pritzker. are the only two? I, I think those are the two with money. J.B. Pritzker, billions of dollars. I think they got some more new faces. But who? 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 Who just what passed? Difference at this point <laughs> does it make? Who just passed uh, a gun ban bill? Who passed? Who actually strengthened abortion rights in their state? J.B. Pritzker. What did Gavin do? Uh, you know, who who was also uh, the target of a supposed uh, terrorist uh, yeah. threat and also strengthened abortion within her state and also oh. tried to pass gun, but also was oh. very shut down. Who was that? Gretchen Whitmer. Whitmer. Oh, yeah. New York. Oh, uh, 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 Michigan. Uh, Oh, no, I, you just took the words out of my mouth, man. I was about to say her. You had an opportunity to say Michigan, but you said New York instead. Yeah, you did. Oh, well, you know what? what what's her name? Oh, oh her, her name is Hol- Holcomb. 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 Because yeah, I, get, I, get, I get her name mixed Kathy up with, Holcomb, with, right? with, with my governor's name. Yeah. You know, I, they both sound like the same. Hol- is it Holcomb or something like Holcomb. that, too? Holcomb. 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 <laughs> Them names, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, at least we in the same boat, brother. <laughs> Wait, Norman from uh, Rockford is right. <laughs> man, that's crazy, man. Oh, my God. Okay, before you go, let's okay. let's, let's get Patrick. Patrick has... Oh, this Patrick, I like this comment. Welcome to Black and Right, Patrick. Hey, how you doing? Listen, almost every weekend, Biden spends his weekends away from the White House at that house in Wilmington, Delaware. Mm. This weekend, he goes to his beach house in the middle of the winter. That he, he never goes there in the winter. Either he knew they were coming 
or someone set him up. Yep. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. it, it's unusual that he he always goes to that house on weekends. Well, there it is. That's all I, yeah. say. I mean, I'm sure he didn't want. They didn't want him there. They didn't want a perp walk. They didn't want him any any news cameras out there to seeing all this happen like they did Trump and they didn't and Roger Trump. Stone. Well, no, what I'm saying, oh, bumbling and waddling around, bringing right. lemonade <laughs> on a tray, <laughs> right. like they're there to clean the gutters. Right. 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 What so, are you here for? So they gave him that much respect. Well, yeah, but they gave it to him. Yeah. You know, Roger Stone, FBI is coming in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, uh, Marine um, police and all that. FBI, come on, man! That, that's not how we do this. That's true. That's not how. That's not how we should do this. That's true. You know, um, but go ahead. I'm I sorry. Got, go I ahead. got. That's all right. I got two. I got two more things. Number one, I want to repose the question that I that I said earlier and well, late late in the last hour. Like our age group, do you think you know before it's over, we will move past race as an issue? Okay, or will it be left up to uh, my kids and my grandkids? As I posted on Twitter, you know, my 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 daughter's newly blended family. I mean, it's 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 a beautiful thing, but can we take that nationwide? Um, I was mixing up with Michael Medved about ten years ago about this subject, and he had a professor on his show that said we won't move past race for another fifty years. The the kids and the grandkids, it won't be an issue for them like it is for us. So it's been ten. Right. But then I got to thinking because we was p- both talking about um, end of life planning and, you know, we at the uh, crossroads right now. I'll be dead in 40 years, man. And right. you'll be dead. And I don't want to be dead. Right. I want to I want to move past it now. OK. I don't want to be dead. Now, mm-hmm. you said you had an answer for me. I have an answer, but we also have a caller and we got to take this call. OK. All right. All former, right. Former gubernatorial candidate Gary Rabin when we get back. Oh! From the break. When we get back from the break. Once we deal with uh, talk with Gary, I have a I have a few things I want to talk to you about that okay. as it relates to that. All right, um, Gary, hold the line. You're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM five sixty. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio. Looks like Corn Pop going to jail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they said Trump's going to jail. Look like Corn Pop's going to jail. Oh, God. <laughs> Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Live in studio with the Troublemaker. Uh, I'm so happy to uh, get, a, get a text just a few minutes ago from my friend, former gubernatorial candidate, Gary Rabine. Gary, welcome back to Black and Right. How's it going, Gary? John Anthony. I'm doing great. How are you? Who else is with you there? Verlon. Verlon. Verlon, man. You've met him. How are you? You still owe me a a golf day out, man. (laughs) All you got to do is do it live. I know. I know. You know what? I have a rule, man. I just don't abuse people's numbers. That's why people feel comfortable giving me their number. They only know I'm going to call when it's business. And the course is wide open today. It's, (laughs) it's, it's, It's wide open. You get on real easy. All right. You look cold. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? What do we do? Oh, the pleasure, Um, Gary. Hey, buddy. I'm I'm actually in Mexico here. uh, I've got cool treatments going on here in Mexico. Um, But, but, you know, I'm hearing about the show you got going on today, and you had some great guests. You got some true uh, Illinois patriots that that have have been been calling in. And I I heard my buddy Mendrix was on. Yes. And uh, I got to tell you, this guy is one of the best – 
American sheriffs, in my opinion, the best American. He's got the best American values of any sheriff in the country. Yep. And I heard you got this casting guy yep. giving him grief. Yes. Say, one of the worst. One of the worst Americans as any as any uh, uh, congressman in the country. Right. I agree. Talking about the best, one of the best sheriffs in the country, Mendricks. This guy not only is he one of the most compassionate, but the guy is his uh, his recidivism rates are are the lowest, some of the lowest in the country. When I traveled Illinois. I studied, you know, what, what, what these jails are doing to, to help their, their, uh, these inmates get back on their feet. Yes. And very, very few here or anywhere in the country are doing the things that Mendricks are doing for our community. And, and when you've got some idiot, some, some non-American casting call, you know, that, that's giving him grief, and some of these board members, they're nuts. I it's agree. unbelievable that that's what's going on. DuPage County is going this direction. But, I, but it just pisses me off. And, and you know what, Gary, and what, what, even with the Safety Act passing, Another unintended consequence. You know how many lives have been saved? And it, 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 you hate this. I mean, you think about this. How many lives have been saved because people went to jail, especially in DuPage County and, and some of the programs that he's put into place. He's literally saved. You heard what he said. One guy's walked away out of there and is now making $100,000 a yeah, year. Yeah, 120000 $120,000 a year. Think about that. This This guy should have been in jail, changed his life while he was in there, came out, and is now making $120,000 a year, Gary. John, John, I was in his, in his in his jail multiple times. I met with about a dozen of his of, of the of these uh, prior gang leaders. Okay, many of them, almost all of them, had taken their tattoos off or tattooed over them. Right? Yes. And they're going back in the community, guaranteed jobs, making great money and great futures ahead. Okay, sheriffs just don't do that anywhere in the country. They don't have the guts to do what he's doing. And my 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 son and our and our leaders in our business are building programs because he asked us to programs that we can train. People, people in his jails to do the jobs that we do, wow. paving concrete, paving, driving trucks, right? Yeah. And again, there's just not many, many sheriffs that are going, going beyond the norm like this guy. He's one of the most innovative minds I've seen in any type of leadership and, and that I've ever seen in, in, in entrepreneurs that I know, okay? He uses, he uses some of the best technology in the world uh, to, to change the way things are. And, and, and I, I got to tell you, anybody that's against him, is not an American. I mean, Ooh, this guy's wow. amazing. I, I, I wish, you know, I'll tell you what, I'll pay for the flight for, for, for Kasten <laughs> and, and, and his family, a flight for him to go to Venezuela, and I'll, and I'll, I'll pay for a, a, a nice, a nice uh, apartment for him for a year to get his butt in an environment that he mm. wants. The environment he wants to see Illinois it's already in Venezuela. Wow. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. I, that's a good, I mean, I, I always say, Brittany Griner, I'm sure she has a different perspective of the American judicial system. I'm still waiting for my apology. Why? For 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 Griner. What, 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 she needs to apologize oh, to America. Oh, I think she said, I need to apologize. No, no, <laughs> no, she does. You'll get nothing and like uh, it. So, Gary, uh, Mexico. Woo, that's that's. Can, can I? Can you um send 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 me uh, a flight out there with you? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a technology I invested in. It's uh, neurocytonics, and basically, it's a Cell de- regenerate, degeneration, regeneration. Oh, and I've got. Uh, I'm doing some cool stuff with a knee, a bad knee I got. Yeah, and uh, and it's. Uh, it, it, I'm feeling the difference already. In a week, I've been here. It's a, it's a 28 day treatment, but it's it's uh, game changing in the world of cell regeneration and and uh, and it's it's. Uh, we've seen some amazing results. So I'm I'm here to be a guinea pig, and it's nice. kind of fun. We're in Monterey, Monterey Mexico. And I'll tell you what, unbelievably safe city of Monterey, Mexico. Mm. Um, and and. Uh, there's just there's not there's not a lot of danger here at all in in Mexico and and what I hear from the people here is it's because well, Mexico is sending all their all the worst to the border yeah right and and the 
and the cities like this aren't putting up with it, you know? Yeah. So, Gary, can, can, can I tease you real quick? Sure. Uh, so what's 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 next for Gary uh, Rabai? Uh-oh. <laughs> Illinois politics. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I'm going to help out anywhere I can, but I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm on a plan to uh, to grow our Rabine paving nationally stronger than ever. Yeah. I'm helping my son and our teammate, uh, my teammates, the leaders at Rabine Paving, Rabine Group of Companies. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be uh, rolling up paving businesses across America, and I'm going to be doing it in red states, uh, way more than blue states. There's yeah. not many blue states where that they actually believe that the, the business is good and, and capitalism is good, but the states that do believe it are growing leaps and bounds. And so we're, we're focusing on buying, buying little companies and growing them in markets where, uh, you know, where they actually appreciate free markets and free enterprise. Yeah. You do recall what I said, U S Senator Gary Rabine. That's a, that's a nice ring to it. Ooh, that's nice. That's a really you know nice what, ring uh, to it. When, when my buddy John says that, I got to respect it. That's for sure. <laughs> well, Gary, thanks so much for calling us, buddy. I, I really appreciate it. And um, let's get together when you get back. You got it, John. Great talking to you guys. All right, Take thanks, it easy, Gary. John. Gary Rabine, former gubernatorial candidate. He's a good guy. Oh, he's a great guy, man. Uh, let's get Eduardo, and okay. then right. Eduardo, welcome to Black and Right. Yeah, well, it's good to hear some news uh, for a change this week with the uh, saw band, and then. Uh, Mr. Biden's uh, documents. Did you, uh, did you guys hear about this story in Michigan, the school, school board member who was saying that uh, white people are uh, evil or dangerous? They're calling for her resignation. No, I haven't heard it. You guys no, hear about that? I haven't heard that. Yeah, it came out. What's in Daily Mail? Daily Mail has every, everything on there, <laughs> A through D. But it came in Daily Mail, and yeah, so she made those inflammatory comments last Tuesday at a school meeting. So they're calling for her resignation, which she probably won't because she's getting some back. She, from she black? The, uh, school council. You said she's black? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah nothing's going to happen. No, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, Keisha Hamilton is her name. Yeah. yeah oh, no, I heard that. Jackson name. School. No, nothing's yeah. going to happen. No, we, nothing's going to happen with that. Eduardo, uh, I want to tell, yeah. tell you something. We are trained Marxists. <laughs> I got John to listen to Progressive Radio on the way in. He says, <laughs> he How did. the hell? Do you Can listen I listen to it? To I don't it. get it. He doesn't get it. Oh my it. He's, God! He's, tell him to listen to Edwin. That's I, the one I, he was I, listening I, to. An alderman. I didn't even know he was an alderman. I didn't know that either. But I, that's the oh, one I got him to listen I to, couldn't. and he was like, "It is totally horrible." It's, I do. My ears were hurting. My stomach was hurting. My my my. I started <laughs> yeah, so frowning. Yeah. He says, "How the hell I was does driving? You? I was going to drive off the road." He says, "How do he you says, and we're me in disarray? Our side is in disarray. Can you believe that?" Yeah. He says, "How do you and me listen to that that stuff?" How? Yeah. So you tell you tell John how you listen. Well, why? Yeah, but you guys come right after him, so that's uh, good medicine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. That's good. Thanks so much for calling us, Eduardo. Thank you guys. Have a good week. All you right. too, John. Uh, wait, I hold need- on, Hoff Daddy. Can you play that audio for me, please? Oh. Which month is life history month? <laughs> no, well, well, come on, tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay. Which I'm, month is Jewish history month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh, oh, why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no, no. I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? And stop so- talking about it. Mm. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. You want to say, well, I know this white guy named Mike Wallace. You, you ain't black. Mm. 
Oh, that's that's your answer? No, no, no. That's 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 part of my answer. What I'm okay. saying is, Villain, racism still exists. You know, last week on the show, I didn't talk about racism. I know. Bit. Dennis don't want to talk. about Yeah, no, no. But, but 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 what I'm saying is, this this is the point. The way to get rid of it is to stop talking about that. There's listen. I I I I was making up something in my head today on my way in, and I said, the nightmare of our ancestors. And the, and the dream of King. If we only followed the dream of King and not the Martin Luther King, I'm talking about the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And I know everybody's not Christian and all that. But if you stop looking at me as your problem, or I stop, you stop looking at George or Sheriff James Mendrick because he's white and stop making up these theories in your mind about that. Soon as you see, because when you, let's say you didn't know who James Mendrick was mm-hmm. on the street. Mm-hmm. You, you never met him before. Mm-hmm. Would you have known anything about that, what he spoke about today? No, no, hmm? no. But when he opened his mouth, he never talked anything about race, did no, he? No, no. He went after people. Yeah. If we can, if we can get to that point, and I know the Phil's of Blue Island, because you know, Phil and I have had these conversations. Oh, boy. He just doesn't believe that I'd, that I, I I don't like that I'm I don't believe in my blackness. Right. I believe in my blackness. I like I love my blackness. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Again, it doesn't define John Anthony. Right. You know what defines John Anthony? What? How I treat people when nobody can see. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm learning that again. You know, sitting pontificating, thinking about my life in the last you know couple of days, couple of weeks. The way we writ, and I, I was talking to my daughter about this because we were watching this movie called Swagger on H- Apple Plus TV, and they created this Black Lives Matter movement. And I, you saw how if 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 they create these 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 non-existent issues amongst races, Falan, mm-hmm. I'm mixed. Right, your granddaughter is mixed. Right. It's not going to be our generation that changes it. We oh. can't change it. It's too embedded in some people in our generation to change it. Thank you. But the way we change it is if we teach like I teach my children mm-hmm. and I'm going to teach my grandson and more future grandsons. Cool. That's how we change it. You answer my question. We'll be right back. You answer my question. And now more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Uh, you know, we, we were t- talking about, will this generation end racism? Will our generation yeah, end racism? Right. Uh, George made a very good point. You know, uh, this generation doesn't have that marker to look back on. Because it's, it's, it's almost like as if this gener- our, 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 this generation that was born, I believe George said 90, 1995. Yeah. You know, they think we're at a starting point of all this racism. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Am I, am, am I hitting your point? Hav Daddy? Well, yeah, you were saying that, that it's not, it's probably not people in our generation or older who are going to, uh, to fix this problem, quote unquote, fix this problem. Right. Um, right. But I'm looking at people who are generally younger than us. If yeah. you go back, 
another 10 years or 15 years younger, 20 years younger. 20. 20. Um, I'll give it 20. No, I'm, I'm saying 10 or 15 and 20 because they don't have the um, sort of historical remembrance. They don't have that perspective of, you know, in the 80s, things were dicey. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was in a mixed family in a mixed neighborhood. Predominantly um, more predominantly white, and you had more problems. It, it was predominantly white when I was a little, little kid. Yeah. And by the time I was in sort of seventh, eighth grade, it had flipped. Right. And there was a whole lot of turmoil and animosity and people, you know. Yeah. Um, we had things spray painted in our garage, windows broken, all kinds of fights, everything else. So, you know, when you have perspective like that, right. that's wonderful. Right. I don't think most people, my, I'm 40, most yeah. people my age do not have that perspective. You said perspective. 60? <laughs> You know, 80? John, what? I could hold on. <laughs> We're just going to turn that off. Um, no, but uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if you're yeah. if you're coming from your own perspective and you haven't consciously tried to reach out and garner a little more wisdom from people who maybe have lived a long time compared to you, um, <laughs> might be 40 and or 60. I hate you. Um, you just uh, I hate you, you end up in a position where you're, you're at a weakness. You're an intellectual weakness. You don't have all of the information you need with which to accurately view a situation. That's true, yeah. because yeah. I can say that I basically grew up in two all black neighborhoods. I didn't see like <clears throat> any other uh, races until I like left my neighborhood on 83rd and Anthony and I went up, went up to, north. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not left like that. Just yeah. when I started venturing out, walking around, and when I went to high school, yeah, uh, when I went to Bowen, it was it was Mexicans, Mexicans. and Puerto Ricans. Yeah. I didn't know nothing about them, yeah. until I started going to school and going up on commercial and started yeah. shopping and stuff like that. So I can understand what you're saying. I didn't see anybody white until the police came into the neighborhood, and that's when I had my first really? interaction with you? white people. How were you? Oh God, I was like 13, 12, 13. I hadn't hit. You hadn't seen yet. white people? No, my father. Wow. My father didn't mess around. He. He didn't. He hung around the brothers. So he you didn't. never went up to Evergreen Park. You know what? No, no, Plaza, no, 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 no. You know what? You know what? Not at not at ten, eleven, twelve. But that's my, weird because I could have swore he stole my bike. When, <laughs> it probably was. You know what? You know what? No, I got. Oh no, I got. I got to correct that. When uh, my mother came, finally came back because she left when I was five. She came back when I was around ten or eleven, and you know my mother's half white. Yeah. So she. Wait, 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 wait. My mother's half white. I so said that means this, you white. About a third. Oh, Phil, about a third. Phil from Blue <laughs> About Island. a third. Phil from Blue Island. Did you know Bala was white? <laughs> but when she when she came around, she always took us out of the neighborhood because she. So was you grew up with a white bridge. Person. Bridge. She's half white, and, and and she took us out to Bridgeview, and she would always take us to Baker Square. Everywhere she went was white. So you white. So I did start having an interaction with white people around You ain't 11. black. Around ain't 11, black. between 11 and 12. <laughs> you ain't black, Fila. I'm third white. Oh, boy. Hey, let's go to the phone lines real quick, because my, my, the Pie Doc, what's going on, brother? Uh, oh, Vilan, first of all, Pie Doc says he has to come in studio with us while you're here. Let's do it. All right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Verlon, definitely. I, I definitely need to get in, and you know, I, I truly was honored to be able to co-host with John during the one show that I did, but I had to call in because I, I sent that that uh, audio clip to John as a reminder about Morgan Freeman and, and Mike Wallace with the uh, that interview that was done. But I got to tell you, I have to share this moment with you. So you know, um, this week I, I'm 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 back to being a classroom teacher. I, I, I work with. Um, high school age kids up through 22 special needs at an intensive uh, therapeutic day school. And uh, this is after having left a superintendency, which almost killed me. Um, you know, I spent over 20 years in administration, but one of my staff members on Friday actually said to me, she's like, well, you, you got where you got because of your white privilege. And 
I looked at her and I said, I said, let me explain something to you. I'm, I'm the seventh of 10 children. I worked three jobs getting an associate's degree, five jobs getting a bachelor's degree, four jobs getting a master's degree, two jobs getting a doctorate, and still having to get student loans for my doctorate because at the time, I, I'm, and I am still married, and I've got three kids, but I couldn't afford to do it any other way. And so when, when this individual said that to me, I looked at her and I said, what makes you think that my privilege actually got me to where I am? Right. The only scholarship I was ever awarded was from Chris Lawson, state representative, he was state senator at the time um, out of Kane County. And the reason why I got it was because the guy that was actually sitting next to me in my U.S. history class at a community college that I was attending had lied on his application, a black guy mm-hmm. who got awarded the, the scholarship. I got it as default because they caught him in a lie. Wow. So it wasn't if your you privilege. want it bad enough as an educator, I'm going to say this right now. If you want it bad enough and you work hard enough, you can get an education. Not everybody is cut out to be a college graduate. Right. And I think that's where I struggle with some of the mentality, which has transpired over the last 20, 30 years where you have to, you have to go to college. My dad went to college and took chemistry classes. And when he was done taking chemistry classes, he dropped out of college. My stepdad got his uh, uh, three associate's degrees in robotics, uh, uh, electronics, and and some other field. My mom got her associate's degree in, in secretarial skills. My stepmom got her, her degree in, in music arts. Not everybody's cut out to go to college. And, and half of my, or a quarter of my parents proved that. Right. My That's dad true. was an administrator at Caterpillar for almost 30 years. But he did it without a college degree. But he started from the ground up. He was slinging parts and painting parts and sandblasting parts. If you want it bad enough, you can get it. And it has nothing to do with your race. That's what true. I will say is it has everything to do with the quality of teacher that comes into the yep. life of the children that they serve. Yep, that's it. Pydoc, thanks so much for that can't comment, wait. man. Can't uh, wait can't to wait. be in the studio with you. <laughs> thanks so much for calling us, Pydoc. Uh, you listening to Black and White. Guess what? Both Bidens are under investigation. We'll be right back. Woo! You feel the light, the thunder, now return to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right. I'm the co-host, Verlon Galloway, with John Anthony, the host. And um, I gotta blow, I gotta blow my top. Uh, right quick. And then I'm done. <laughs> I want to talk to Dave, and I want you to do what you got to do. You may not want to use terms like blow, though. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is Christian I'm, Station. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm embracing my inner Ron Jeremy. Oh, whoa! Uh, but anyway. Too but, much. Uh, oh, good for you. But anyway, I was listening to uh, Brandon Tatum Monday, his Monday show, but it was the replay. Because if I would have heard it live, the troublemaker would have invaded his show. I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm confused. I don't know. I didn't hear. Okay. I've been with my grandson. Now, I don't have a... And that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I don't, I don't begrudge anybody who thinks they're the, they're the most real. That's what he said. The realest brother out there. That's fine. That's just ego talking. Mm-hmm. But what I have a problem with, he said the number two realest brother out there is Charles. What's his name? Charles White. The, the, the guy that's all over. Charleston Internet. White. Charleston White. Thank you, John. Charleston White, you telling me King Snitch, King Snitch uh, is the second most realest black dude out there? 
Dude, you lose your street card. He already lost his black card. He always said well, he's okay with that. He always I'm said okay he always that. said that. I'm gonna say fifty fifty because he says a lot of things that's true. But when you say King Snitch is the most real, the second most realest black brother. He he didn't say black guy. He said brother out there. You lose your street card, bro. I mean, I'm sorry, but between Charleston White and Takashi Six Nine, dude, them the them the two King uh, Snitches out there. Yeah, and you gonna you gonna. He number two. Well, yeah. Well, you're going by the by 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 the hood rules, though. That's right. <laughs> you're going by hood rules. You're right. On behalf of the audience, I'd like to ask a question. Yeah. What the hell are we talking about? Right. I'm talking, I, about, I know, I'm talking about. I'm wondering on behalf. Of I'm you. talking about Brandon Tatum. Asking for a friend. I'm, I'm talking I'm <laughs> talking about Brandon Tatum, and he he was talking about he the most realest brother out there. He say what all the other the other brothers won't say. I guess he don't listen because, to this because show. he's talking about. You know, like he talked about King Von, yeah, and he almost got served by Lil yeah. Dirk and his his entourage, yeah, uh, the old block guys. Yeah, he don't, he don't, he kind of don't want to mess with those guys. But no. the thing about it is, you don't give props to a snitch talking about he real. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess he follows him. Uh, he he's got a he's got the wrong. But see, he's concept. a snitch in the hood. But would he be a snitch? To, to people in society because he, because what he talks about have you listened to him yes of course what he what he talks about he calls all these rappers clowns and you know talks about you know like like how he dogged out Lil Vaughn saying yeah. that he was a demon talk about T.I. yeah he talked about T.I. Yeah, he was like T.I. Well, T.I. Well, him and his son got into it T.I.'s yeah. son got into it right T.I. came at him I saw the uh, back and forth T.I. responded I do like to some it. of the stuff he says I'm not gonna lie I got a calendar okay uh-huh. I'm counting the days down before they get him who, who's oh, the, the boys? The street, the street. Man, look, the Crips on after the street, him. The yeah. Bloods, the the rappers. Everybody yeah, want to kill. Yeah, yeah, I, I do know that. They want to kill. It's, it's, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, I'm telling you. So, man, I, I I'm gonna tell you like this: the Titanic is about to hit the iceberg, and I'm the iceberg. Yeah, but he's strapped everywhere he goes, though. Who? Um, I'm Charleston. Just, I'm, well, that, that's it's fine. Gonna be, it's going to be a, str- a, so a my trailer. doesn't make it dangerous. It's a lot of bullets. It's a <laughs> lot of guns. bullets. Hood. It's a lot of bullets. Straps, right? Hood, hood, term, hood terminology off that. <laughs> you can only shoot back so much. I'm just trying to keep so it much. a little less real for the audience. You can only, you can only shoot back so much. Hey, we two hood. Well, I almost said it. Two <laughs> hood monikers. We two hood monikers. Two hood monikers. So, hey, man, listen. All I got to say is. The, the, uh, he's the Titanic. I'm the iceberg. Up the phone lines. That's good. Comment. Good. Let's just hit. Right. Let's just hit the phone line. Let's go to Dennis from Elmhurst. Oh, we know who this is. Oh, my boy. He didn't call in. You chump. Uh, oh, I did call. You know, I, I I can't always be there in person, but I have a I had a chance to listen to a little bit because I heard Verlon say I don't want to talk about race and all that. But you know what, John? I wanted to say this. You and I didn't talk about race because when I visit with you. We talk about issues. We don't. We talk about it as friends yep. and colleagues. That's how we address issues. Yep, that's right. Uh, but one of the things I was wondering was how many state reps and senators and congressmen wrote letters regarding the children that were in DCFS custody that were sitting around in juvenile custody, languishing in juvenile custody while they were, um, the, the state had nowhere else to put them. Did anybody write any letters or call in or, or the DC, how, how much is that being covered? Yeah, no, no, none, Dennis, none. You, you, did you hear anybody? No, I didn't. There's a, been a few stories here and there, but here we are. We have young people, we have children that are in the custody of the state 
not from criminal action, but because of their their parents having lost uh, some level of of uh, of their parental rights, and we have kids sleeping in offices that are being held in juvenile detention that have done nothing wrong. These are important things we should be addressing. Amen. Where are the letters? Where is the anguish? Where is the concern? Because we can't build the next generation when we leave. We are leaving our most vulnerable behind. Dennis, I still love you, brother. But can you answer my question? Because we all the same age. In our lifetime, our last love 30, 40 years on the planet, will we move past race? Or is it going to be up to our kids? You got 30 seconds. I hope we could. But when you have people that are worried about diversity, equity, and inclusion, Uh And checking boxes, I don't know if we could, we ever can. I don't. We, we, I really try to look at the the world. And when I represent clients as an attorney, I don't check any boxes. I, I represent my clients the best I can. Where I represent eighty nine thousand people, a very diverse group of people. Yeah. I do the best I can. I don't check any boxes. I don't look to do anything else. As Dr. King said, represent. We we, we look at the content of somebody's character. Not not any boxes that, that that we want to check off. Right, and and Dennis, I don't call it diversity, equity, inclusion. I call anytime a, a company anything brings in diversity, inclusion, and equity. You know what that is? You know what that acronym is? Die. It oh. dies. That's what happens. I said it. <laughs> Thanks so much for calling this, Dennis. You should have been here though. <laughs> you should have been here. You listen to it to Black and White Radio on AM five sixty. The answer. David, Nick, hold the line. We'll be right back. Don't put your blame on me. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Maybe I'm foolish. Maybe Welcome I'm back blind. to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. I'm talking, this is the fastest three hours in radio on Saturday. I don't care what you say, Hoff Daddy. Um, <laughs> let's go back to the phone lines. Nick on the northwest side. Nick, welcome to Black and Right. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you have a very enjoyable show. Uh, is you. that Verlon, the guy who calls in once in a while? Yes. Well, I'm oh. here. I'm here. I call in on the morning answer. And uh, Sean Thompson from time to time. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> but I'm here. I'm here every weekend. Oh, okay. I think we uh, got a new Sean Thompson in uh, making here. You know, it's a miracle. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, it's nice. Uh, God Thank bless you. you, man. Good luck to you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I need some advice, or maybe somebody can figure this out. Uh, these judges, she she's not sensitive, I think. She took my binoculars and my Polaroid camera with a custom telephoto lens, and I'm really confused as to what to do. I'd rather not go into what uh, the circumstances were. Well, you might read about it on the Daily Blotter. Yeah. But anyhow, you know, yeah, so think about what you might advise me later on, and maybe next week give me some advice uh, if I'm still out. You know? All right. Thank you so much for calling us, Nick. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Vala, I want you to... I want. I, I, want to... I have no idea what... what huh? Okay. What? Vala, I want you to hear this. Um, <laughs> listen. Leave the kids alone. I would encourage uh, the community to vote no on this amendment um, for a few reasons. Um, practical, financial, social, emotional. Um, first, uh, there are a lot of schools that are moving towards gender neutral bathrooms. And if we add female, we might become obsolete very quickly. Um, second, not all students who menstruate are female. Um, we need to make sure that all students have... Okay, that's all I wanted right there. <laughs> I-, I can't take any more of that. Do... 
Leave, leave the kids, the kids alone. alone. Leave them alone. Adults, do whatever the heck you want. You want. You believe you can fly. <laughs> Go ahead and fly, but leave the kids alone. Just leave the kids alone. And Valon, I just got to send a message from Phil from Blue Island. He's searching the playoffs and he cannot find Green Bay Packers. Uh, he sent me the text. Uh, he, he's a comedian today. Huh? Uh, I got him, Phil. Hold uh, on. Uh, let's fact check that. That's true. Oh, yeah. The Bears neither, though. Yeah, oh. right. Uh, They're not worth talking about. Yeah, but, uh, well, they'll be worth talking about when the draft comes let's around. Let's go. That's what we talking Holy about. Holy Moses. What you got to say about that, Villain? They're going to mess it up like they mess everything up. No, nah, so I think Chicago they got no, messes Warren, everything up. Kevin Warren, the new president. Yeah, they have actual football people working. He's got right a football now. person now. What he did for Minnesota, brother, the Bears that, are back. That has nothing to do with coaching. Remember the, that. The Bears are back because he's not going to let them make the McCaskey or, or Phillips decisions, brother. It ain't happening. Okay. Troublemaker, thank you. I want to thank Sheriff Mendrick uh, for joining us today. Uh, Valon, Hoff Daddy, you know I hate when you're not here because you make me sound okay. You really do. I really appreciate you. Uh, to my grandson, August John. Guys, we'll see you. To YouTube crowd, Rumble in the crowd. See you next week. The show is over. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.